Experience Milwaukee is presented by Few Spirits, Indeed Brewing, Cost Stereophones, and Transfer Pizzeria Cafe. Their generous support allows us to highlight all aspects of the city of Milwaukee, something we've been doing since 2018. Thanks for listening, and now, on to the show with Milwaukee's very own Black Belt Theater. Molly, we're huge fans of On Milwaukee, and um, and uh, I know a, a lot of the crew over there. And I'm surprised you and I probably never met over the past decade, but um, love love the funness of what you do, and uh, we're pretty honored to have you on the show. and uh, And we'll probably try to find some ways to screw the, all that up tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and that is our seamless introduction to to. Drunk MKE, the Molly stories. <laughs> this could just be instead of like you know deep dives into neighborhoods. This could just be like stories of Molly being drunk in those neighborhoods, <laughs> <laughs> which I assume have a lot of um, lost hours. If I you know. if you get really drunk, you're like, yeah, and then I ended up at this bar, and I'm not really sure how I got there. Um, everybody was really nice. You know, <laughs> if we're talking East Side stuff, Absolutely. like, which we should say that that's what we're doing. Yes. Yeah, so if this if this month is focused on East Side drunk Milwaukee, uh, Adam, I don't know if you go back, and Molly, I don't know if you do. I go back to the judges' days. Oh yeah, you do. That was a mess. Yeah. <laughs> Are you talking like? Late 80s, 90s, early 2000s. I mean, I'm talking uh, like, um, yeah, like uh, mid 90s. Okay. Mm-hmm. Where you could be 17 and a half and find your way into judges. Although we, so we, yeah, it's probably like mid 90s at the latest. Maybe we finally discovered it as mid 90s, but uh, we were there in the 90s for sure early 90s mid 90s mm-hmm. yeah folks listening um judges closed down <laughs> uh i don't Decades know ago uh, 10 years ago or something oh my i don't know it A wasn't no i don't think it was that time. long ago because i actually know of this place <laughs> but i had never been to it oh um sticky floors no, it's, it's completely gone right it's they gone. took the whole bit yeah they took the whole building away yes but i i remember I remember a lot of stories of judges. Um, it was a glorious place. You know, it's surprising to me that you have such a good memory of being at judges. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Mine are more like, you know, flashes of being there <laughs> at the end of the night. Because quite frankly, I am not like this anymore. But I was, okay, I was born uh, on the east side, literally. And my first house with my parents was, was on Franklin, just off of Brady. And so, like, I grew up uh, born and raised the East Side my entire life. So I had sort of um, kind of a stigma against some of the bars that I didn't think were quite as as cool as the other bars. Like, I was really into this uh, neon bar called the L.A. Freeway. Do, did you know that one? No, I did not know that one. I have not heard of that one. That's that's an oldie. That was really underage for me. But I was also really into Vitucci's. Yes, 
Um, obviously, yep. Obviously, yep. right? And then I was also a huge fan, and I really still am to this day, of the Landmark Lanes. The Landmark. And um, oh, yeah. especially on Tuesday nights, they had a $1.50 beer night. Oh, boy. And it was before craft beer was a thing you yes. know, in the 90s. It yep. was like, it wasn't. So, like, it was all, it was craft. It was import beers. But they were all in bags. You didn't know which one you were going to get. But, you know, there was some really good ones. And by really good ones, I mean, like, um, Sam Adams. <laughs> I was just going to say, like, <laughs> Heineken. Or... <laughs> like, back when Sam Adams was, like, the yeah. best craft beer you yeah. can think mm-hmm. of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, so, for me, it was, like, judges, uh, RCs across the street. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you know, those were, like, okay, I'm don't don't probably didn't even agree to this but here i am kind of situations and um so i i don't have any good you know judges stories because it's just again it's like it's like light bulbs flashing in my mind and uh, i remember uh but but for some reason when you said sticky floors i was like yep yep (laughs) (laughs) but like a movie theater in there so those were the days for me at least um and adam i'm sure you can you know, you've got this era of your life and maybe it hasn't ended. But those were the days, and my wife and I joke, that um, like you would seriously have all like a warm-up beers until like, you wouldn't go out until like 10.30 at night. Yeah, the idea was to pre-drink. Pre-drink, pre-game. To, pre-game, yeah, pre-game. To make it less expensive when you get out to the bar. Right. That never worked for me. Oh, really? It no. worked wonders for me. Because I'd be like, yeah, shots. Oh, really? And then oh, $27 I, I like later. $27 so. and like 30 shots later. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> With every, you know, the whole crew. What was your shot back then? Were you, were you uh, a Jaeger man? Oh, my gosh. Good poll. I was actually a Jaeger person. Yeah, I'm, I'm just getting a vibe over here from that. I'm <laughs> I, I'm a booze empath. You Adam, and, Adam's oh. got a real chilled Jaeger <laughs> shot kind of vibe. I could feel it. I totally. hated Jaeger, but I did it. Yeah. But there the, was something about it really cold the, that I didn't mind. We, you know what, you know what I got into because I like, I don't know why I just like the foo foo stuff a little bit. But the uh, apple teeny. The lemon, lemon drops. Drop. Lemon oh, drops. I knew it. Yep. Lemon drops were kind of essential. That they were was fun. Like, They're good. Yeah. That was like one of those that you always remembered in the back of your drunk brain. <laughs> what's what? What's a shot I can do that won't make me immediately throw up on the bar? Yeah. Oh, lemon drops pretty easy. Yeah, and then I can go that. on my way, walk around the corner, and vomit, <laughs> and then come back. And go back into the bar and rally. Right. Yeah, and it'll smell nice because it's lemony. <laughs> and they'll be like, "Did someone just bring lemon glade in here?" <laughs> i i had a roommate during college who speaking of like the the lemon drop refreshing your your breath i had a roommate in college uh who started um smoking menthol cigarettes and we started giving him shit because he just wasn't really a menthol cigarette guy he mm-hmm. was just kind of a burly dude and he was smoking marbs and stuff it just didn't really fit with the whole thing and he said he did it for his breath <laughs> the ladies, nice. the ladies like it <laughs> <laughs> I felt so, it was so funny and so sad all at the same time. I was just like, oh, no one is ever going to kiss you for so many reasons. I was just going to say, it's, it's so misguided. Yeah. So, there was already reasons. And now there's like one. 
like you're right. This is terrible. Who did, did you run this decision by? What's go? How? Who? Who approved yeah. this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Getting this? No. It, it was. It was probably Literally done in his own, mind. <laughs> his own yep. mind. Yeah. Yep. He had a conversation with himself, and he's like, mm, "I got it. Mm, I got I'm not it. gonna. I'm not gonna waste all that money on these <laughs> expensive uh, <laughs> mouthwashes and toothbrushes and mints and mints and mints. Tic Tacs are outrageously <laughs> priced. I'll just smoke menthols. <laughs> Story. Yeah. I feel I I don't know the guy and I feel like I'm judging him and I, <laughs> you're I'm totally really cutting on him. Yeah. Yep. Uh, big bear hug to the sir who smoked menthols. We all make mistakes, buddy. <laughs> but uh, uh, Molly, I'm not I'm not trying to uh, like uh, imply that this was the case, but with your friend. But I think we all had friends that like they were a lost kind of a lost cause like to hook up that night. Mm-hmm. But they were trying these, you know, different strategies, and they were sure they it was gonna work. And you're like, uh, "You're all right, see ya." But sometimes you just have to make those mistakes yourself. I guess to learn. I guess it's all about that experience. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna say I've lived in the I've lived in an era where there, like, for throughout my entire life, for me personally and and in my peer group, there's really never been a time when men with mustaches and only mustaches have been you sought after or desired <laughs> and i have known so many men that have grown mustaches either ironically or not ironically but right away i'm like do you want a girl or a guy but in this case we're talking hetero dudes yeah do you want a a girl to kiss you ever again <laughs> then you need to shave that fucker then, you, then you need to shave that caterpillar yeah. off your face <laughs> you know what though i will say you i don't get it like that was in the beard but just the mustache I mean, I like, I love beards. Beards are sexy. Not, no, no. That was, yeah, that was lost, I think, in our era. Mm -hmm. That was a uh, Burt Reynolds (laughs) era thing that just made it cool. And And we are all a product of those people who thought it was cool. And we're like, that is not cool at all. No, no. And the thing is that even with, you know, I I'm, I don't want to step on any toes here because, you know, you guys might have like some big old handlebar mustaches going on right now since I can't see you. I, I do don't know. Okay. <laughs> um, but that 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 got picked up then by like sort of the hipster generation, you know, um, which I consider nope. myself a part of. I, I can I would say I'm half hipster. But anyway, <laughs> I'm like, partial hipster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like half Italian. We are, we're all partial hipster. Right. I'm not. I'm I'm not. I'm completely dork. <laughs> I grew up on the east side, bringing it back. And uh, I really like there's a lot of things that made me a hipster, like that I didn't really have a choice. Like it just sort of happened. Like I, I kid you not, I had a, I, I got my first pair of Doc Martens when I was in fifth grade. And it's yeah, like my, you... mom, my mom bought them for me. You know, I mean, it's like there's certain things where you're like, it's just it it was just growing it was part of the east side culture you know that is why uh people think oh well east siders try so hard to be cool and and some do but for those of us that actually were born and raised there hey man we were just trying to fit in you know we're just cool <laughs> naturally naturally yeah. Well, yeah also i totally had a pair of doc martens uh around that age yeah. as well right like i think maybe i was like eighth grade okay yeah all yeah. of my Talk shoes all of my shoes were 
for a long time classified as piss wipers. What's I've a piss wiper? <laughs> You've never heard of piss wipers? Never heard, never once. Nope. I want to know really bad now, though. Piss wipers were like imitation Chuck Taylors. Oh, why would they call them piss wipers? Because they're that's so what cheap. The, that's what the kids you call them. You can wipe your pee yeah. with them? Yeah, whatever. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Kids are mean, man. They're kids are mean. mean. They're really mean. That is hardcore. But, you know, that's the way it goes. And then you get Nikes one day, and you're like, all right, you're fine. <laughs> and they but move they, on to somebody else. Yeah, they, they attack the next kid. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh <laughs> so, um... These are this is this is awesome, but I'm. I know. I I feel like I feel like we did do a good job of touching on the East Side, though. But East Side Uh, history. Not. Oh, you want you want to go back further than Molly's history of the East Side? Like, do you want to? I I like talk about the foundations of the East Side. I like where we are, and the fact that Molly was was literally born on the East Side, and we're talking all these old bars and hanging out in the 90s i mean that was an interesting era yeah um you know there's a lot i don't know if you wanted to just record some sound bites or some short shorter conversations i mean there's a lot of things i could say like um do you guys remember the prospect mall did you ever know the prospect i mall? don't know the prospect mall i didn't hear no i didn't know about that either well you know where the pot belly is um on uh ivanhoe and uh prospect yes like yes around the corner from the alt like right where the um collectivo kind of is or is but whatever Mm -hmm. close um there used to just be a for years like 50s 60s 70s 80s into the 90s well into the 90s a very very creepy mall called the prospect mall what made it creepy um so it was partially like the design of it. it. It was so, it was a lot of carpeting. It was dark. It was lower ceilinged than like any mall you've ever been in. Like, I don't really understand, but yet it was definitely a mall because there was, you know, all the different little shops right next to each other. And in, in the basement, there was a. Um, there was a basement rock. in the mall? Yes. That was Al- already thrown up some red and flags. And there was a Thai restaurant in the basement called Thai Joe's where people ate Thai food and listened to live local bands. Like it was a really kind of a beautiful concept that would had one, the guy owned it was, his name was Thai Joe, surprise, surprise, but Mm -hmm. he wasn't Thai. Of course. Right. Back then, like it was totally co-opt the whole Thai thing, totally ripped it all off and brought in like his favorite, you know, uh, reggae bands and again, uh, b- bands that had nothing to do with Thai culture and threw them <laughs> all into one room. And so you eat like this pretty good pad Thai, you know, and listen to King Solomon even back then. You know, <laughs> Seriously, around, you know? yeah. They're great. <laughs> Weird. It, it was, I was how the, everything about the Prospect Mall was just a little, it was off, but it worked and in a weird way. And um, there was a, in the basement, again, there was a, like straight up 1970s like punk accessories shop called Starspin and they had like all the glasses that were like the plastic skinny you know headband glasses that um yep. you know you wore oh, god like, across your eyes and they were yep. kind of rounded you know it was kind of a rounded thing and then 
um, upstairs was the Prospect Mall Cinema, which was actually somehow it was the dumpiest, smallest, uh, dirtiest little theater. And they ran first run movies, but it was a Marcus Cinema, which to this day just blows my mind. Like it was like it was literally like the bastard stepchild forgotten black sheep of the family like all everything you can think of like but somehow it was like it, it was like the hated marcus theater but yet they still they owned it for years and i worked there i worked there for um eight years and it was like the up until on milwaukee it was one of the best job my, my second best job so um, whoa and, wait a second you worked at a marcus theater i did what did you do well um turns out i was this little that pretty gifted but i started out as a vendette and made popcorn worked my way up to a cashier and um you know before five six years in you know i became the assistant manager whoa that's true i know i i know i'm bragging now okay Molly. you were the assist you were the am <laughs> i was i was at a marcus branch theater yeah. yes and by being the am i no longer had to wear the polyester wraparound <laughs> shirt and the polyester top and the enjoy the movie name tag with the old school label maker you know molly like oh totally into the, into the tape yeah letters. Right. yeah i no longer had to wear that i could wear whatever i wanted so i mean there was some getting to see free movies you know was not the only perk to being an am at a marcus theater in the early 90s no and i i'm gonna lay down what what used to happen when my friend became the am at a Marcus Theater. Oh boy, Molly, tell us if these uh, experiences are similar. Molly, okay. is this, did you did I'm, I'm sure the statute of limitations is up. <laughs> Absolutely. Did you Did he resell ticket stubs? No. Okay. You can keep firing off. I'll I'll answer. <laughs> I, I knew of some really shady shit too, so that's why I'm I, sure there is. Yeah, I'm sure there no. is. You're employing a bunch here's, of like yeah. teenagers. Yeah, here's what we would do. The movie theater would shut down. Mm -hmm. the light would go, the little flashlight inside would go on mm -hmm. and then we would all emerge from our cars strapped with beer. Mm. We would throw the beer into the cooler of ice for the sodas mm -hmm. because back then they'd have to scoop them from the cooler. <laughs> yeah. And we would grab ourselves a giant garbage bag full of popcorn mm and a few beers and go watch whichever movie we wanted to for free. Yes, and you know why? Because one of your one of your friends who were like whatever 16 or whatever, they knew how to well, I don't know if the movies were digital yet, were they still lacing the movies? Was it still film? I have they... no idea how the magic it was happened. Definitely it was definitely but still film. I'm I'm sure yeah. it was probably still film, yeah. Yeah, cuz it so, was it was only digital like in the last 5 to 10 years. That yeah, I, okay, right. that was definitely right. not me. It was definitely that. So, <laughs> the the thing about that, it, and I have some similar experiences to that too, and that is because when I first started working at Prospect Mall Cinemas, uh, first of all, I was 15 years old, and I was paid the sub minimum wage, which was two dollars and ninety cents an hour. I mean, I literally sound like I'm a hundred years when I say that I worked for two dollars and ninety. Yeah, cents that's BS. Years, but, but I was it was the sub the minimum wage was you know three thirty five forever and ever and ever and ever and at that time if you were under sixteen uh, you could get paid less than that even but I did I didn't care uh, I got to see free movies and I got but anyway <laughs> when I started the uh, the job of being a projectionist you know actually running the movies 
was they were in a union. It was a salary job that you could own a house, raise a family. It's like Damn. one of those like American dream jobs that went away. And while I was working there, they fired. We had Gary downstairs and Gary upstairs, both named Gary. Uh, and Gary upstairs was the projectionist. And they fired him and taught us, again, 15, 16-year-old kids how to lace movies and how to run the movies for two ninety an hour oh, instead geez. of paying this, you know, it's just another one of those stories. Right. Yep. Yep. And we were told if you fuck up because we always did, whereas Gary upstairs, you know, he knew how to splice and repair and you know, do all <laughs> yeah. these they said, all you do is you grab a stack of uh, passes and you apologize your ass off and you give them as many passes as they want. And you tell them to come back because they're, they, they, they were literally, it was not going to be fixed that night. And it wouldn't cost them anything because they just replaced Gary with a yep. 290. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Maybe 335 an hour. But see, that also gave us the ability to go in and watch movies on yeah. our own time because we knew how to do they it. They shared the secret sauce. <laughs> right. You guys had way better experiences than I did. The best experience I can remember, or the you know, like the shadiest shit that happened, was I went to the showboat in Lyons, way southeastern Wisconsin. And I went with my buddy and we knew the guy that was taking our tickets and we we're like, oh, we're going to go see this movie. And he goes, OK. And he typed in American Pie for us. He knew we wanted to see American Pie. So he just gave us American Pie tickets. He goes, OK, here's your movie ticket for, you know, General's Daughter or whatever the hell movie it was. And he goes, and make sure to go on the first door on your right. Yeah. So without paying attention, we just went, okay. And we walked into the first door on the right. And as American Pie starts up, we're both looking at each other like, this is a really long trailer for this movie. And what a weird way to do the trailer. <laughs> it looks like just the beginning of the movie. It looks like a regular movie. And no joke, and no joke, the shadiest shit that ever happened in that movie theater was us not knowing that he gave us tickets to American Pie. Jeez. Oh, I know. <laughs> you guys got like bags full of popcorn and beer and yeah splicing movies adam. and shit adam <laughs> i i it's a real pg life i only i not it, it got very pg-13 at times let me tell you <laughs> yeah i met my first boyfriend at the movie theater so let me Whoa. tell you yeah it, it got pg-13 real fast so, so understandably here's yeah. here's how i thanked my friend for this access and like to beer, popcorn, and mo and free movies in a oh movie boy, is theater. Is it going to get rated R soon? No. Here's how I thanked him. <laughs> I changed, and this will this will tell you exactly when this was going on. I changed Mighty Ducks to Muddy Dicks. <laughs> <laughs> you could change the sign then. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was oh that was a job God. nobody wanted, but yeah. Nobody wanted the sign. Well, I suppose it's pretty boring, isn't it? You just got to type in the name and the times. No, you, well, no, you no, 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 no. You had to replace the letters. Yes. With a big plunger thing. Yes. Oh, you mean the sign outside? I was thinking sign the outside. sign inside yeah. above the door. Yeah, no, these are the out. I, 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 or maybe you, I was imagining you doing the outside sign. Maybe. I, um, I totally know because uh, an, an ex-girlfriend of mine worked at McDonald's and had to do the plunger with the letters outside. I changed on the on the marquee inside. Oh, okay. Oh, you did? But it okay. still was okay. the same thing. It was like you had to pull the letters out and then put them back in. 
they were oh, like right. little letter, letter cards like hard plastic yeah, yeah it was still it was not computerized it was nope. still like these were hard copy letters yeah, yeah this okay. took some effort yeah <laughs> it took it some did. serious no concentration there was no spell check um and well, nobody and, knew. Know, nobody got an alert. Steve, did you spell muddy with an I E or a Y? <laughs> I simply took the I out of <laughs> out of mighty, the U out of ducks, and mm. flipped them around. Got it. Mm-hmm. You went. The, that, that actually is probably yeah. the easiest way to go. That's all I had to do. And I didn't have to request any additional letters. There was no Vanna White involved. <laughs> that was it. See, and when you go on job interviews and like they're always asking you stuff like, you know, about problem solving and, and like, <laughs> this is like that story you tell, right? You're like, I didn't need to ask for any more letters. I didn't have to include yeah. a manager. I just took control of the situation and I fixed it. You know? I made it. Muddy dicks. I made it. Yeah. So, you know. Steve, if you don't start your next job interview with how well you problem solve in that story, <laughs> you're not getting it. No, uh, you're not. I think no. they're going to say, thank you, sir. And it was nice meeting you. <laughs> well, that uh, we're actually out of time. Sorry. <laughs> I just got here. I, I, I know this is like way more than you guys are, you know, we're going a little over here. But I, I, I want to loop in another, some East Side stuff real quick. Yeah, um, yeah let's I, do it. Let's really do it. Good. Molly, really thanks for keeping us on track here. Yeah, good job. Yeah. Well, I, I, I do love the East Side. But uh, by being a employee of the Prospect Mall Cinema, I not only got to see free movies at all the Marcus Cinemas, but even I got to go see free movies at the Oriental. Uh, that's a landmark theater. They are not Marcus Theater, but because we were yeah. so close in proximity, like we'd let them in, their employees in to see our movies, and you know they'd let us in to see their movies. And yep. so the way I had like an extendo social life and extended curfew throughout high school was that I said every Friday night I was either going to stop making sense, which they played every Friday night at the Oriental theater, or I was going to the Rocky horror picture show, which obviously they still have been, you know, before pandemic, by pandemic times were playing every Saturday night. So that would give me, you know, I did go to see those shows quite a few times, but most of the time I didn't. So that would extend though my curfew till like two o'clock in the morning yes. because I was at a movie. You know, whoa, yes. nice. I know. So I really owe uh, a lot of like bad decisions, you know, early in <laughs> a early on terrible decisions, uh, you know, debauchery, um, yeah. tickets, you know, but to the Oriental Theater for being so there for me to be able to experiment uh, before my brain was fully formed. So yeah. I got to thank them for that. It's yeah. yeah. Thank them. And it's their pretty fault. incredible. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Molly. <laughs> Do you think that could happen today? And the reason I'm asking is my theater was the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Mm. And I would say, you know, to the parents, I'd say, hey, I've got to go work at the at the paper shack and I've got to put the Sunday paper together. And they'd be like, all right, see you tomorrow morning sometime, I guess. (laughs) And I'd be like, "Okay, I'm just going to take these car keys with me. And I was like 14. And then I'd be at George Webb. Right. <laughs> What'd you get at George Webb, Steve? What was Ch- your go-to? Chicken noodle soup. Mm, they do have good soup. Cheeseburger, hash browns. That was about it. What the hell? That's like... Eight-year-old boy, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that, yeah, that carried through like, my... I don't conform to normal time standards. I'm going to have some breakfast, right. some lunch, and some damn dinner. Adam, yeah. 
No, yeah. I have two teenage boys. There are there are multiple courses of dinners. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's also a yep. good point. <laughs> the the hash browns at the George Webb are amazing. I know. I always got breakfast at George Webb, mostly because that's when I was there. See, I would get the, I would start with the chicken noodle soup and I'd be like, and I want a boatload of crackers. <laughs> so that my keep liquid them, turns into a solid. Keep them coming. I don't want, I don't want this soup t- to be moving around at all. <laughs> well, that's good to know. Really, you, that, yeah, it was, it was, it was a life hack before there was, you know, such a thing as a life hack, really, yep. you know? You kind of invented the life hack. I mean, it's like exactly you, you you probably could have not had to pay for, you know, at least one of those uh, items if you by filling up on all those free crackers. So, you know, that's that's what I would have done. That's just but smart. I was a cheap ass. I still Damn am. it. I, 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 Wally, I still am where were you in the no, 90s? I, <laughs> she was on the east side, Steve. I know. I was being cool on the east side, Steve. Yeah. I was she a, was smoking menthols I was a t- and <laughs> ripping tickets, baby. <laughs> I was changing signs to muddy dicks. Thinking <laughs> that was going to get expertly. me a girl. Yeah. Expertly, yeah. of course. And look at us today. Look cool. at us today. I mean, oh, we've, I mean, and here we are. Now we've got Adam and I can say we've had the cream puff champion <laughs> on, the, on, pa- the on the podcast. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> 2019. 2019. Not that long ago, guys. Not that long ago. It's not long ago. Especially Especially... considering there was no 2020. Exactly. (laughs) That's exactly what I was just saying. So are you still the reigning champ? 2020 doesn't count. Uh, You're the reigning champ. You are. Yes. Well, yes and no. I was accused of cheating. So hey, you tell us. You tell us. Accusations are bullshit unless they're real. You tell us who said that and or who the new champ is and we'll take yeah i want names it. and social security we'll numbers take care of it. it you got it because <laughs> i'm not giving this trophy back i mean i already you know evicted a child to make room for it so i am not <laughs> giving this trophy back so. hey if they demand it back just like when you're walking toward the new champion drop it yep it's but maintain eye contact with yeah. said champion yeah <laughs> never look away that's Even if the glass it. falls in your face <laughs> or flies or bounces, whatever. And that about sums up the east side here on the Experience Milwaukee podcast. That's all there is to know, people. <laughs> that is all. That is all this, is, this is so much more than I thought it was going to be. This is Milwaukee history. It is. Through it's the our, eyes. No, yeah, of... I was just to say, it's our Milwaukee history yeah. collectively. Yeah, yeah. Damn, damn straight it is. Hell damn yeah, straight. we own it. Right, mm-hmm. we own it. We own, we own this history, and we may be remembering it through a haze of drunkenness <laughs> and ditchweed <laughs> buzzes and whatever else. But you know, we're we're remembering it the it way a, it was might have been, Molly. But it damn was, it, we remember it. I think. I think we do too. <laughs> but Molly, yeah. the nineties. Come on, yeah. they were fun. They were the best time. To they be were alive. awesome. Yeah. Anything, anything was possible. Anything was. Man, it was like you just start your start a business, you get a loan. Uh, seems like, oh, uh, women are forefronting everything now. We're well on our way to having finally having equal rights. All these things were happening in the 90s that then just kind of fizzled out and died. And then, uh, you know. <laughs> the cassette tape died. The, the CDs were born. First, CDs were born. Uh, you know, movie theaters 
fired all their projectionists, you know, it <laughs> yep. was like, they said, Shit. screw it. These 16 year olds can figure it out. Right. Yeah. Right. right guys. Right. right. You can do it. Right. It. Here's some what free if... passes. <laughs> <laughs> I was in a movie theater when that very thing happened. The, the opening credits started mm-hmm. and then we just saw the uh, film bubbles. melt. Yeah. Bubbles. Yep. Just saw it, just saw it melt. And we're like, oh, no. And they did, and they're just at the door handing out free passes. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Yeah. We're like, can we come back in like an hour? They're like, it won't be done tonight. Come back in an hour. Don't come back in an hour. Just leave. <laughs> right. Right. Here's your free pass. We had a really weird experience at a theater uh, before COVID, um, but very, very right before COVID. We're out at the theater on the south side, and this is really terrible. This is not in, you know, not in any way is this the, the funny part of the weird part of the story, but a man had a heart attack. Oh no. In the very early first five minutes of the previews. And so they had to stop the movie and, you know, called the ambulance. And, and, and honestly, it was, it was very scary, tense situation. And I felt just so awful for the his wife or whoever he was with partner. I don't know. But anyway, then the thing that was really odd about it was that, all the employees like snapped into mode where they were apologizing to all of us sitting in the theater and trying to give us free passes and, and, and trying to like, as if they were just so sorry that we had to be so inconvenienced that, you know, a man might've just lost his life right in front of you. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that is bad use of the free passes. (laughs) That is not okay. Use of the, and I know this because I've given away thousands of them. (laughs) I fucked up more movies, you know, than half of, you know, Hollywood. But I still like would have saying like you cannot you can't do that. So it was it's just, you know, there's a there's a right time and a wrong time for the free passes. Yeah, I feel yeah, I feel like um somebody having a heart attack. Not Mark <laughs> not the Marcus Theater fault, you know, no, or not the theater no. fault rather. Right. And to apologize? Like I, you know, it's like I'm so no. sorry this man's heart inconvenienced well, you. Unless yeah, it right. was years yeah. of years of popcorn consumption. <laughs> oh, you think maybe it was the, the- oh conspiracy <laughs> theory Steve on the case. Yeah. yeah, maybe it was their fault. I think it was the popcorn and nachos. He did want the extra butter. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we heard him crunching nachos. <laughs> All right. So but yeah, I agree. I agree. I don't think it was the theater's fault. Me too. I don't yeah. One night at the prospect cinema, um, it was so busy that I couldn't keep up. Uh, it was the dollar fifty night. Here I was talking about the dollar fifty night at the landmark with the import beers. But we had dollar fifty night also on Tuesdays to see movies, and uh, it was so busy that I could not keep up with it. I was the only one who was doing the popcorn, and people were always saying things like, "Oh, I want my butter in the middle," you know, like I want you to. <laughs> Would you please butter every it. other kernel? Right. <laughs> and I was like. I was really like losing my shit. I was just like, I, yeah. people were getting mad at me. I was giving the cherry Coke to the diet Coke guy. And I mean, it was just like a fucking mess. So I took the butter machine. It was on the counter, but it was facing me. And I turned it around and made the butter self-serve. And I, I stopped working at that theater in like 90, I don't know, four, maybe 93. And that theater was around for another 10 years. And I still saw a bunch of movies and that no one ever turned that butter maker that around again, it was self-serve butter. What? Cinemas that I, I did that guys. Innovation. That's going to be the headline of this podcast. (laughs) Innovation. Molly innovates at the theater. (laughs) 
right. by turning the, the butter, Probably making butter self-serve at the theater. Yeah, the AM. I'm already trying to write. That's, that <laughs> it was, I invented self-serve popcorn at the Prospect Mall Cinema in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I love it. Yeah. I absolutely love it. And so it was. It, it worked, too. You just, you're like, hey, you put on however, I don't care. Yeah. You can freaking literally drench it in that. L- lather up your body. Like oil, right. Yeah. <laughs> Do whatever you want. Yeah, go for it. Steve's taking this uh, a little. Yep, he's taking it right to where I thought he would take it. (laughs) Right. I was gonna go. I was gonna go. I was thinking you were gonna turn it around and go here. Just put your face under it. (laughs) I. I'm gonna burn your face off of melted butter. I thought that. Then I was like, "Can I have some butter for like to go? (laughs) Like where? You have to go cups. The bathroom." Sir, you may not take that butter in the bathroom. Like, go for it. Yeah, it, I, it was so busy. I would have been like, "Here's your cup. I don't give a shit." Just don't. <laughs> just don't you have to like call security because then I I get really behind in my popcorn orders. So if you do yeah. it discreetly, you and your cup of butter go into the bathroom and you're discreet. <laughs> I don't care. I don't judge. Right? <laughs> don't involve me in any way, and we're good. We're good. I don't judge. Do whatever you want. Just yeah. pay for your ticket and your popcorn. Right. Oh man. All right. Well, this was uh, this was a successful pilot, I think, of this. I think I think so too. I can't wait to do another one of these. <laughs> we probably have to cover the East Side again. We'll think about it. I think we'll if think we about East Side it, Part Two. I think this could also be like '90s uh, '90s takes on different neighborhoods in Milwaukee. Mm. Fucking shit up with Molly. Yeah, or that. I like let's that. Just, yeah. Let's just yeah. Let's just shoot the shit. It was this was so much fun. I kind of forgot we were doing a fucking podcast <laughs> for a second. I don't think we were. Are you sure you hit record? <laughs> uh, it's never, that's a, it's that's never a, a guarantee, Molly. So That is a joke I always want Steve to tell Yeah. at the end of a podcast. Oh, shit. You know what? Uh, I, do, I did not hit record. Can we try that? Can we do that from the top? Hey. Uh, all right, fine. <laughs> I feel like 99% of our guests would be like, I'm the fuck out of here. Yeah. I'm not doing this. I... <laughs> Did that, that was once. a heavily scripted conversation. I, you know, that's, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. right. <laughs> Very easy to recreate. Heavily yes, scripted. we can we could totally just yeah. word for word this again. Yeah. I've been typing all of it out, so we're fine. Oh good. Yeah. Oh. I didn't know you were a stenographer. Yeah, I um I'm one of those. <laughs> hey Molly, uh if people want to follow your work and follow you, where are the best places? Well, you go to onmilwaukee.com. You go to Facebook, uh, Molly Snyder, or Instagram, Molly Snyder MKE. Those are my social media platforms of choice. But of course, um, because I enjoy receiving a paycheck, uh, clicks are always good on On Milwaukee, and there's a shit ton of great content there. There is. So I would first and foremost, you know, if you haven't been to On Milwaukee, just go. There's some literally, and you know, we work very hard to make sure that no matter what you're into, you'll or what neighborhood you live in. You'll you'll find something that that is meaningful to you, and so um it's and it's an easy way to um you know get in contact with me and give me story ideas because I'm always looking for story ideas. Um, just say hi, uh you know just don't you know don't get creepy because that happens all the time too. And uh, you know I'd rather yeah I feel like that's inevitable, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's gonna it happen. Is. It is. It is. You you know if you're on if you're on a local news program weekly, you're gonna get letters from from lonely men in prison and yes. weirdos uh that's not false it happened to my wife oh, yep 
Yep, it does. It happens. And yeah. well, Steve, you're not supposed to tell everybody about the letters that you were sending. Out. I can't control myself. <laughs> Count it. How could he? But uh, <laughs> how could he? I, hey, I'll say this. Um, whenever uh, you know, Adam and I do this podcast about the things that we uh love about Milwaukee, and we bring these people on that are just great Milwaukeeans for so many reasons. And uh, but I'll say when I when I want to dig into like different areas as well on milwaukee.com is such a great place to go to find more information different information all kinds of information it's a good one-two punch and um the team over there is amazing and uh you can find such interesting perspective and takes on different things about the city so yes go click to on milwaukee.com and and follow the stuff that Molly's doing, but also all this, all the the team over there, because it's uh, it's good stuff. Well, thank you. You're I welcome. I couldn't agree more. You guys deserve it. <laughs> there you have it, folks. Thank you, thank you. Molly couldn't agree more. That that was a very nice sentiment, Steve. All right, I, it's good. it's true though. It's it's absolutely true, and I'm sure people know it already because do we deliver the news, it's, Adam? It's it's popular. Yeah. yeah, it's a very popular site. Absolutely. Very All right. popular. All right, team. This was awesome. Certainly. All right. Was. Now that I'm half in the bag. Yeah. And it's like <laughs> 630. Yeah. Let's keep the party going. I'm, I'm going to go get another drink. I'm going to grab another beer and, and hit the shower. So. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Full circle. Who's I'll in? <laughs> Who's in? Yeah. Jesus. If that's, I did that here, people would be like. That seems You're like the dead. most inappropriate thing you should say about a shower beer. Um, anyone's invited, but must love Chihuahuas. <laughs> I was. It made me. It made me think of uh, you know. Uh, let's go streaking. <laughs> Everyone who is listening, stop what you're doing. Grab a beer and get in the shower. Yep, you're pro- you probably need the shower anyway. Let's be honest. Yeah. All right. Thanks, everyone. All right. All right. Thank you, Molly. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Oh, yeah, Steve. And now, yeah, do it. It's time for Black Belt Theater. Oh, Milwaukee's own Black Belt Theater. You screwed it up. I did. Oh, I'm kidding. You're fine. Oh, shit. Did Molly leave? Oh, she did leave.